This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. Today is Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. And in this very important episode to finally come out, we're going to be talking about a little something called evil tongue or evil speech. And in Hebrew, this is known as Lashon Hara. This is something that really needs to get out to the world and be out there for everybody to know well after, well after me and other people are gone. This would definitely not be movie talk or singing, would be, but would be more closely categorized as life in general, life in general or everything under the sun. This topic is so deep, serious and important that when it is done, I'm going to be mul- recording multiple songs, multiple songs just to balance out what this whole episode is about. There's going to be eight Eight web links of notes to talk about with this. Eight different web notes to talk about with all of what this is involved with. And I think I'm going to have um, this small commercial break between the notes at the end of four and beginning of five. So, with all that said, let's get right into this. Link one, web page one about this important topic is becoming from its Wikipedia page. And just oh, just so you know, don't believe everything you read, even if it's on Wikipedia. Anybody can put things into Wikipedia, so it is it is what it is. It's a force of information, but it could still be fake news of certain things in Wikipedia. But anyway, let's get right into the page one link. Wikipedia, the topic. Here we go. Lashon Hara, or Lashon Hara, Hebrew, Lashon Hara, evil tongue, is a halach halach. Halakha term, halakha is Jewish law, is a halakhic term for de, 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 I'm gonna, also, by the way, I'm gonna get my opinions in here too on each of the pages. Um, is it, is a halakhic term for de, derogatory speech about a person which emotionally or financially damages them or lowers, the, lowers them in the estimation of others? Lashon hara differs from defamation in that Lashon hara is truthful speech rather than lies, but we'll get more into the truthful part in a sec. Lashon Hara is considered to be a very serious sin in the Jewish tradition. The communicator of Lashon Hara and Rechelut, I don't know what that one is, violates the prohibition of Lo Telech Rashli Be'amicha, do not go out as a terror amongst my people. Now, before I get into the rest of the notes about this, I just want to say um, my thoughts and opinion-wise is that I, I'm very guilty of it, and I'm sure lots of other people are too, but once we know what it is, the definition, and what it all entails, hopefully all of us as a society and a world and as a global-type people will try our best not to intentionally or unintentionally do it. With that said, that was my thoughts and opinion. Now back right into the notes. Wikipedia definition. Speech is considered to be lashon hara, distraction, if it says something if it says something negative about a person or party. It's not seriously intended to correct or improve a negative situation. 
and is true. Statements that fit the description are considered to be Lashon Hara, regardless of the method of communication that is used, whether it is through face-to-face -face conversation, a letter, telephone, or email, or even body language. By contrast, Hosh... Hotsat Shemra, spreading a bad name, also called Hotsat Debia or Matsya Shemra, literally putting out a bad name, consists of lies and is best translated as slander or defamation. Kolumni Halet Shemra is an even greater sin than Lashanara. Wow. Okay. The act of gossiping is called Rechlut and is also forbidden by Halacha. Etymology. The phrase consists of the noun lashon. Lashon is the English is the Hebrew word for the English word of tongue. Lashon is tongue. The definite the definite article ha, which is the, that's the word for the in Hebrew, um, and the adjective ra, which in quotes is evil. The Hebrew noun lashon means tongue, and as in many languages, speech or language, the phrase is generally translated as evil speech. The term corresponds to the idea of an evil tongue in other cultures, such as the Latin mala lingua, the French malavis langue, and the Spanish mala lingua. Sources. The term lashon hara is not mentioned in the Tanakh, but Keep thy tongue from evil occurs in Psalm 34:14. The Torah contains a general injunction against go go gossip. Thou shalt not go up and down as a as a terror among thy people. Thou sh that neither shall thou stand idly by the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. The biblical curse on one who strikes his fellow in secret is understood by the rabbis to refer to as Lashon Hara, as it is a form of harming a person without their knowledge. The Talmud lists Lashon Hara as one of the causes of the biblical malady of Sarayath. Sarayath. Elsewhere, it declares that habitual speakers of Lashon Hara are not tolerated in God's presence. Similar strong Decimations can be found in various places in Jewish literature. In Numbers chapter 12, Miriam gossips with her brother Aaron, questioning why Moses is more is why Mo, questioning why Moses is more qualified to lead the Jewish people than anyone else. God hears and strikes her, her down with seraph. Miriam had to stay outside the camp for a week due to the seraph. During this time, all of Israel waited for her. From the Chavetz Chaim, we're almost done the Wikipedia notes. From the Chavetz Chaim, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan wrote two major halachic works on the evil tongue. The Chavetz Chaim, Desire, Desirer of Life, Psalms 34, 13 to 14, and Shimrat Halashon, Guarding the Tongue, both 1873. The Chavetz Chaim lists 31 speech-related commandments mentioned in the Torah. An evil, and, not evil, I'm sorry, an English Adaptation, Guard Your Tongue from 2002, anthrologizes the teachings of these two books. Balai Halashonara, the expression Balai Halashonara literally means masters of evil tongue, as it refers to habitual leaders, and it refers to the habitual leaders of Halashonara.
The serious prohibition of communicating La Shon Hara relates foremost to somebody who incidentally did so. Someone who makes it a habit to talk La Shon Hara about others. Did you hear? Did you already know? Etc. Is called a Baal La Shon Hara. By repeatedly communi- communicating so, La Shon Hara became an integral part of this person and his or her sins are far more severe because this person regularly creates a Kishul Hashem, a desecration of the name of Hashem. Lashon Hara, Rechlut, and Motzei Shem Ra are not accepted social tools in Judaism because such behavior cuts the person who does this in a manner off from many good things in... Because such behavior cuts the person who does this in manner off from many good things in the world around them. So this is, yeah, this is very much a world problem about all the people. It is often phrased that one should stray, stay away from people who communicate to Lashon Hara. We'll get to that part of it soon. Because any day, or one would almost certainly become an object of derogatory communication by the same people. There are times when a person is permitted, or even required, to disclose information whether or not the information is disparaging. For example, I'm sorry, for existence, for instance, if a person's intent is sharing negative information, it's for... It is, is for a tzelay, a positive, constructive, and beneficial purpose that may serve as a warning to, re- to prevent harm or, inju- harm or injustice. The prohibition against La Shon Hara does not apply. Hoshad Shemra, spouting lies and spreading disinformation, is always prohibited. It is important to note that even the positive intentions, that even with positive intentions, there are many limitations regarding when it is permitted to speak Lashon Hara. And that was all link one, page one of the links of the notes, and this is all from the Wikipedia entry of Lashon Hara. I will now backspace and go into the second source about discussion of all this, and this will be from www.myjewishlearning.com article article of gossip-rumors and Lashon Hara evil speech. This is the second of eight notes discussion about this important topic. Every kind of traffic, every kind of trafficking in evil report or rumors, whether true or not, that's whether true or not, by carrying them from one person to another or by be- relating unpleasant or harmful acts about another is forbidden. And again, remember, this is, if you want to follow along, this is from myjewishlearning.com in the article about gossip rumors and such, the evil speech. Lashon Hara, also known as, well, um, it's scandal it's mongering. Lashon Hara is considered to be pro, pro, prohibited by the Bible on the basis of Levit- Leviticus. You shall, not go, you shall not go up and down as a slanderer, in some translations, talebearer, among your people, and is frequently condemned in the book of Proverbs. And if you've never read the book of Proverbs, I believe it's called in Hebrew Mishlei, it's got some good stuff in there, especially in regards about women, um, Proverbs in regards to talk about women, discussion of women. Second paragraph. The rabbis of classical Judaism in late, and late antiquity is unveiling against it, often retorting to a hyperbolic language, example, in saying that slander, talebearing, and evil talk were worse than the three cardinal sin, and evil talk were worse than the three cardinal sins of murder, Murder, immorality, ooh, and idolatry. Of one who indulges of Lashon Hara, they say that he denies the existence of God and that the Almighty declares, 
I and he cannot live in the same world. And that one was from right there, the Babylonian Talmud. Okay, next. Rab, okay. Rabbinic law disti- distinguishes between various categories of talebearing, that's reclude again, slandering and, and scandal mongering, etc. Every kind of traffic, trafficking in evil report or rumors, whether true or not, and we'll get more into that later, whether true or not part, by carrying them from one person to another or by relating unpleasant or harmful facts about the other is forbidden. The rabbis for, forbade even the dust of Lashon Hara, example by insinuation, as in saying, do not mention so-and-so, for I do not wish to tell that he was involved, or in praising a person to his enemy, since this also invites Lashon Hara. Both the teller and the listener to Lashon Hara are guilty of transgression. I'll get into that part more soon. Even if the person spoken about is present in, at the conversation. Yep, it gets deep. Very detailed note, detailed things about this. If a person... If a person publicizes unpleasant facts about himself, he who repeats them has not indulged in Lashon Hara. Okay, interesting. Uh, last part um, of this little article of it says, The most thorough discussion... The most thorough discussion of the halachic and moral aspects of Lashon Hara, it says again, is in the book uh, by Israel Israel Meir Kagan's Chafetz Chaim. This was reprinted from the article Lashon Hara in the Encyclopedia of Jewish Religion, Revised Edition, 1986, edited by R.J. Sui and Jeffrey published by Amandah Books. That is now the sixth of eight pages of the link web pages of the discussion of the notes of this important topic. We are now going into page three, link three, I mean third website of notes after Wikipedia and my Jewish learning, and it will be www.jewishvirtuallibrary.org. And this is jewishvirtuallibrary.org slash speech dash and last shown dash harat. So let's talk about it. When non-observant people talk about how difficult it is to observe observe Jewish law, they usually mention the difficulty of of observing Shabbat or keeping kosher or other similarly detailed rituals. Yet, Yet the laws that are most difficult to keep, that are most commonly violated even by observant Jews, are the laws regarding improper speech. This is very. This is a very important area of Jewish law, and entire books have been written on the subject. The power of speech. Judaism is intensely aware of the power of speech and the harm that can be done through speech. The rabbis note that the universe itself was create was created through speech. Of the forty-three sins enumerated in the Achet Confession recited on Yom Kippur. 11, 11 of the sins are committed through speech. The Talmud tells us that the tongue is so instrumental, is, is an instrument so dangerous that it must be kept hidden from view behind two protective walls. Those walls in parentheses being the mouth and the teeth to prevent its misuse. Pretty deep right there, right? 
The harm done by speech is even worse than the harm done by stealing or by cheating someone financially, because amends can be made for monetary harms, but the harm done by speech can never be repaired. For this reason, some sources indicate that there is there are no forgiveness to Lashon Ara, disparaging speech. A Hasidic tale illustrates the point. A man went to the community telling malicious lies about the rabbi. Later, he realized the wrong he had done and began to feel remorse. He went to the rabbi and begged for his forgiveness, saying he would do anything he could to make amends. The rabbi told the man, take a feather pillow, cut it open, and scatter the feathers to the winds. The man thought it was a strange request, but it was a simple enough task, and he did it gladly. When he returned to tell the rabbi that he had done it, the rabbi said, Now, go and gather the feathers. Because you can, because you can no more make amends for the damage your words have done, than you can for recollecting the feathers. Oh, deep right? Very important lesson there. Speech has been compared to an arrow. Once the words are released, like an arrow, they cannot be recalled. The harm they do cannot be stopped, and the harm they do cannot always, always be predicted. For words like arrows often go astray. Tailbearing. There are two mitzvot in the Torah that specifically address improper speech. Thou shalt not go up and down as a tailbearer among thy people. That's in Leviticus. And, and thou shalt not wrong one another, also in Leviticus, which regards to tradition referring to wronging a person with speech. Tailbearing is essentially gossip. The Hebrew word for tailbearer is rachit, reish kaf yud lamid, reish kaf yud lamid, which is re related to a word meaning traitor, traitor or merchant. The idea is that a tailbearer like, is like a merchant. But he deals in information instead of goods. In our modern information age, in quotes, information age, the, the idea of information as a product has become more clear than ever before, yet it is present even here in the Torah. It is a violation of the Torah. <clears throat> it is a vi violation of this mitzvah to say, it is a vi viola violation of the misfot to say anything about another person, even if it is true, even if it is not negative, even if it is not secret, even if it hurts no one, even if the person himself would tell the same thing if asked. It is said that the telling of gossip leads to bloodshed, which is why the next words in the Torah are, you shall not stand aside while your fellow's blood is shed. The story of Duig the Imodite is, this is in Samuel Chronicles, is often used to illustrate the harm that can be done by tailbearing. Alright. Uh, swords completely. Okay, I'm going to skip to the next paragraph. The person who listens to gossip is even worse than the person who tells it. But because no harm can because no harm can be done by gossip if no one has listened to it, it has been said that Lashon Hara, disparaging speech, kills three. Kills three. The person who speaks it, the person who hears it, and the person about whom it is told. So before I get into the rest of the parts of the link on this page about this, I just want to say yes, I am very guilty of it, and I'm trying not to do it further along past my past. I'm guilty, you're guilty. Guilty. We're all guilty of doing it at one time or another, even if we didn't realize it. And as it says right there to finish off that point in that paragraph, it kills the three different people. The one who speaks it, the one who hears it, listens to it, and the one, the person who's being... The, and the person about whom it is being told about. So if you ever think you're hearing gossip or evil speech, evil tongue talk, 
The best thing to do is to run away and not let it be heard by yourself when spoken about by others. Okay? In Jewish law, all things are considered to be secret unless a person specifically says otherwise. Let me say that again. In Jewish law, all things are are considered to be secret unless a person specifically says otherwise. For this reason, you will note that that, that in the Torah, God constantly says to Moses, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Or speak to the children of Israel and tell them. If God did not specifically say this to Moses, Moses would be forbidden to repeat his words. Nor is there any time limit on secrets. The, Torah, the Talmud, <clears throat> the Talmud tells the story of a student who revealed a secret about twenty-two years, tw- about twenty-two years, and was immediately banished from the house of study. The gravest of these sins of talebearing is lashon hara, literally the evil tongue, which involves discrediting a person or saying negative things about a person, even if those negative things are true. Some sources indicate that Lashon Hara is equal to seriousness to, seriousness to murder, idol worship, incest, and adul- adultery. The only three sins that the only three sins that you may not violate even to save a life. Okay, it is forbidden to even apply or suggest negative things about a person. It is forbidden to say negative things about a person, even in jest. It is likewise considered a shade of Lashon Hara to say positive things about a person in the presence of his enemies, because this will encourage his enemies to... Wait, I'm sorry. It says, a shade of Lashon Hara to say positive things, positive and bold things about a person in the presence of his enemies, because this will encourage the enemies to say negative things to gro- to contradict you. One who tells disparaging things that are false is referred to as a motzei shlemra, that is, one who spreads a, spreads a bad report. This is considered the lowest of the low. It is generally not a sin to speak things that have been told in the presence of three persons. The idea of this is it is told in the presence of three persons, it is already public knowledge, and no harm can come from the retelling of it. However, even in this case, you should re- not repeat it, it, repeat it if you know you will be spreading the gossip further. Alright, let's see, let's see the one telbearing. When is telbearing allowed? Um, there are a few except, um, exceptional circumstances when the tail-bearing is allowed or even required. Most notably, tail-bearing is required by a Jewish court of law because it is a mitzvah to give testimony and that mitzvah overrides the general prohibition about tail-bearing. Thus, a person is required to reveal information, even if it is something that was explicitly told in confidence, even if it will harm a person in a, in a Jewish court of law. A person is also required to reveal information to protect a person from immediate serious harm. For example, if a person hears that others are plotting to kill someone, he is required to reveal this information. This is another reason why the commandment not to go about as a talebearer is juxtaposed with you shall not stand aside while your fellow's blood is shed. In limited circumstances, one is also permitted to reveal information if someone entering into a relationship is someone entering into a relationship that he would not en- would not enter if he knew certain information. For example, it may be permissible to tell a person that his prospective business partner is untrustworthy or, or that a prospective spouse has a disease. This exception is subject to significant and complex limitations. However, if these limitations are satisfied, the person with the limitation is required to reveal it. 
In all of these exceptions, a person is not re- not permitted to reveal information in the same objective if this if the same objective could be fulfilled without revealing information. For example, if you could talk a person out of marrying for reasons other than a disease, you may not reveal the disease. Now there's one little section more point about Jewish vir- JewishVirtualLibrary.org, and it's this part saying that. Wronging a person through speech. Leviticus says, You shall not wrong one another. This has traditionally been interpreted as wronging a person with speech. Excuse me. It includes any statement that will embarrass, insult, or deceive a person, or cause a person emotional pain or distress. Here are some commonly used examples of behavior that is forbidden by this mitzvah. And the points, point, bullet points are as follows. You may not call a person by a derogatory nickname or by any other embarrassing name, even if he is used to it. You may not ask an uneducated person for an opinion or a scholarly, on a, on a scholarly, scholarly matter that would draw attention to his lack of knowledge or education. You may not ask a merchant how much he would sell something for if you have no intention of buying. You may not refer some, you may not refer someone to another for assistance when you know the other person cannot help. In other words, it's a violation of Jewish law to give someone the runaround. You may not deceive a person even if no harm is done by the deception. For example, you may not sell non-kosher, you may not sell non-kosher meat to a non-Jew telling him that it is kosher even though no harm is done by the non-Jew by this deception. You may not sell, we'll get into more about non-Jewish stuffs in the further pages. You may not sell a person Damaged goods without identifying the damage. Even if the price you give is fair for the goods in their damaged condition, you may not offer a person a gift or invite a person to dinner if you know that the person will not accept. Interesting. And lastly about this page, you may not compliment a person if you did not mean it. Alright, and that was the third page from JewishVirtualLibrary.org. So first we had from Lashon Hara Wikipedia, MyJewishLearning.com, and JewishVirtualLibrary.org. We are now going to get right into Torah.org, even though it's a lowercase t there. We're going to go into the fourth page of notes of links, Torah.org slash learning slash Lashon dash review one. So let's go. Here we go. Part review. What is Lashon Hara? Okay, now this is all from a Hichlot Lashron thing um, from a BMT of a class of students from BMT Jerusalem, 1993. Uh, here we go. Number one of it all. The definition of Lashon Ara as according by the Torah.org of this uh, BMT Jerusalem class reviewing material. Number one, number one, the definition of Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is any derogatory or damaging statement against an individual. In Hichloch Deuteronomy, Deut, I'm not me, I'm sorry, okay, I don't know the actual source name, but it's saying that Maimonides, M-I-M-O-N-I-D-S supplies a litmus test for determining whether Something is or isn't Lashon Hara. Anything which, if, anything which, if would be publicized, would cause the subject physical or monetary damage or would cause him anguish or fear is Lashon Hara. Number two. 
Commandments regarding Lashon Hara. There are many commandments, positive and negative, which can be violated when someone speaks Lashon Hara. Two negative and two positive examples. Number one, Leviticus. Do not go about as a terror among your people. This is a basic prohibition speaking against Lashon Hara. Number two, Leviticus. Do not place a stumbling block before the blind. One who involves himself in Lashon Hara is helping others to violate the prohibitions as well. Number three, Deuteronomy. Remember what God did to Miriam. When Miriam spoke negatively against her brother Moses, she was inflicted with Sarat, leprosy. Number four, Leviticus, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the source of the do unto others rule, that we should treat others the way we want to be treated. It's basically the, it's, you know, number one thing everybody learns about, everybody. Number three, the guidelines of Lashon Hara. It's Lashon Hara, even if it's true. Even if it's true, even if, if, even if a listener pressure, pressures the speaker to tell, even if names are left out, even if names are left out, even if it's about the speaker's family, and even if the speaker includes himself in the derogatory description. Lashon Hara expresses itself in many forms. Lashon Hara can be factual, such as stating that someone violated a commandment, or it can be subjective, such as discuss discussing whether someone is intelligent, attractive, generous, etc. This type is even worse since listeners often readily accept an unfavorable opinion. Sometimes whether something is Lashon Hara depends on the situation. Reporting that someone gave a certain amount of, for a donation for a donation can be derogatory when said about a person when said about a wealthy person, but positive when applied to one who has lesser means. Some kinds of statements that are not about the individual in some some kinds of statements are not about individuals implicitly, but are Lashon Hara nevertheless. Insulting someone's possessions ultimately insults the owner as well. Degrading groups of people reflects the unfavorable upon each member of the group. Even if, It doesn't even have to be speech. Any means of communicating derogatory or damaging information falls under the definition of Lashon Hara. Number four, Avik Lashon Hara. Some statements are not outright Lashon Hara, but can imply Lashon Hara or others to speak it. These statements constitute avak, avak Lashon Hara, meaning traces of Lashon Hara. Some examples are praise in situations which inevitably provoke someone's, someone to contradict the praise, such as excess. It is in front of the subject's enemy in public. This leads to harm, such as recounting someone's generous character when a listener might be taken advantage of the subject's goodwill. And the negative, that was all the two praises, and two negative implications is, two negative implications is, who would believe what he used to be like and don't ask me about what happened with X. Number five, and this is from Torah.org. Number five. Listening to or believing Lashon Hara. Number one, it is forbidden. Wait a sec. Hold on, there's more pages of this, so I'm just going to see how long this goes. Because we don't have the time to go through all of it. But I was just listing five about the parts about listening or to believing to about. Let me just see what the paragraphs say before I move on to which page two. Um... However, the listener is forbidden from accepting information, taking the action. Yeah, so there's parts when the person listening, different things they have to do with it all, basically. Let's see, what's page two? 
Come on, click on page two. Hold on a sec. I'm still trying to click to page two. Okay. It says it's welcome to a new site. Okay, so according to this part, there really is no page two. So, let me just see. Uh, second half, when it's a group. If quite a group of people are speaking, speaking Le Genera, one should try and leave the group or change the subject. If stuck there, decide in one heart's or mind not to expect Le Genera's tr true. And do not accept the Lashonara because the subject being is being shamed. It is a funny story, etc. Do not pretend to agree or accept the Lashonara. Make a face, don't make eye contact, or at least wink a black ex expression. If someone starts speaking Lashonara, try to privately and respectfully tell them that speaking Lashonara is forbidden. The best way to prevent others from speaking Lashonara is by setting a good example. So I hope this episode will teach everybody who listens to watch how we say out of our mouth so that we're not committing this really great, serious sin. And that was the fourth, uh, you could check out the rest of, uh, the number five list of notes there on yourself. That was from Torah.org. Okay? So now that I went through the first four links, the four, the first four web links about this discussion, we're gonna have a, com a small commercial break and then we'll go after the commercial break right into the latter four, the next four web page links to discuss this further. So here we go. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't already heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the, easy, the easiest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your personal mobile cell phone or your, com your own computer. Anchor.f podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, podcasts and many more you can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy to find place to work it all, all around everything with it download the free anchor.fm application or go to anchor.fm to get started and we're back from the commercial break we are now going, going to go into the fifth of eight links, and the fifth link will be from Chabad.org, where I get much of my study of things from the good, great, fantastically nice, great Chabad.org people and website. Again, with talking about Miriam, as it says, when Miriam spoke negatively about her brother, Moses, she was rebuked by God and inflicted with the skin disease of Sarat. Leprosy as punishment. Due to Moses' prayers, she was soon cured after. Oh, by the way, yeah, I already said it's quite a lot. Okay, um, she was cured soon. Due to Moses' prayers, he was cured soon after, but still needed, to but still needed to remain outside of the camp for seven days. Aaron, who had listened to her negative speech without protesting, was also punished, but not as severely. So again, it's a, it's a bit grave sin even for the listener as well. Okay. 
Unfortunately, the spies... Okay, hold on. This is a large article for me. So let me just see the parts of this whole article and page that I want to say without talking about the whole thing because it's a very long page. So let me just see what we got here. Unfortunately, the spies who were sent soon afterwards to Israel did not take a lesson from this story and they, and they too spoke negatively about the land of Israel. The result was that the Israelites of that generation all died in the desert. In fact... We find that Lashon Hara, negative talk, is a sin that has caused numerous tragedies throughout the Jewish people and indeed the world since the very beginning of history. So if whoever ends up listening to this important episode, keep in mind this affects the entire world, all people of all the world. Some examples of this um, are the Midrash tells that the snake slaughtered God to Eve. What the Midrash tells us that the snake slandered God to Eve when convincing her to eat the tree of knowledge. Um, I'm going to skip that part about Joseph. Um, at first, Moses wondered uh, difficult um, slavery in Egypt. Um, Talbot there. Uh, the slander of Doug, King Saul's. Um, but I'll skip that one too. All right, let's see what else the other progress. Oh, here we go. Last bullet point of that one right here, I really have to say. According to the Talmud, it was the slander of Jews by Jews that actually brought about the destruction of the Second Temple. The laws of Lashon Hara are too lengthy to include in one article. That's true. I see. Um, never, um, nevertheless, here's a brief overview of some of the laws, mostly gleaned from the Chetz of Chaim. Lashon Hara literally, literally means bad talk. Okay, the page is... Wait. Alright, the page isn't that long. It's just comments and other things after that. Alright, so this, la- this is the last part of the notes before the footnotes and comments of things. Okay, of this page from Chabad. And let's see, okay. Number two, after... Oh, wait, wait a sec. Alright, number one again. Um, literally means bad talk. This means that it is forbidden to speak negatively about someone, even if it is true. Even if it is true. So you think, if you're, you're still speaking it, even if it's about a, a true statement, there's no falseness to it. Even if it is true, don't say it, even if it is true. Very important. Number two. It is also forget, forbidden to repeat an, anything about another, even if it is not a negative thing. This is called Richlut. It is also forbidden to listen to Lashon Hara. One one should either reprimand the speaker, or if that is not possible, one should extract oneself from that situation. So a lot of times it's the second half that has to be done there. Four, even if one has already heard the Lashon Hara, it is forbidden to believe it. On the contrary, one should always judge one's fellow favorably. Number five, nevertheless, one may suspect that that the Lashon Hara is true. Wait, nevertheless, one may suspect that the Lashon Hara is true and take the necessary precautions to protect oneself. Number six, it is forbidden to even make a motion that is derogatory towards someone. Seven, one may not even retell a negative event without using names. One may not even retell a negative event without using names if the listeners who are listening to it might be able to still figure out who is being spoken of. Number seven there is very important. I mean, they're all important, but some I'm really emphasizing of their importance of all. But anyway, and number eight, for the last point in Chabad.org's discussion about this, in certain circumstances, such as to protect someone from harm, it is permissible to even 
obligatory share negative information. As there are many details to this law, one should consult a competent rabbi to learn what may be shared in any what may be shared in any particular situation. Learn more. Whistleblowing in Jewish law, and that's the learn more part. Okay, so let me just see. I did. Uh, Wikipedia, Jewish Learning, Virtual Reality, and Torah.org. Those are the first four. And I just got done five in Chabad. So now let's go deep into six. From H.com is the six about all this. H.com, if you want to follow along, and it's going to be at H.com slash F slash P slash the numbers, and then it's an HTML. All right. H, you know, H, H often has some good stuff. Um, okay, here we go. Okay, words are power, powerful. Speech, the ability to convey ideas and feelings through words, is unique to human beings. It can be a tremendous blessing, but it's also ripe for abuse. The words our children choose to use in expressing themselves create their personal window on the world. Positive forms of expression can help our children grow into a positive to help our children grow into positive, optimistic people who view the world around them with generous and hopeful eyes. Negative forms of expression, such as defamatory, mean-spirited speech, will cultivate them in a, neg- in a negative, cynical view of the world. Speech that is negative, that is evil. It is easy to fall prey to a destruction pattern of speaking badly about others and gossiping, to the point where it becomes a recreational activity. In order to enjoy the many people in our lives, we have to stop verbalizing the negativity and focus on their positive virtues. This takes a lot of effort, but is essential in raising happy children. Um, let's see. Then it talks more about the raising happy children, uh, requiring us to impart to offspring. Okay, here we go. Torah, Torah calls evil language anything negative, even if it is true. The Hebrew term for speaking badly of, of others is called Lashon Hara, literally evil language. In, interestingly, the Torah calls evil language anything negative, even if it's true. Slander, malicious false information, is called Motzei Shem Ra, literally giving another a bad name. In, um, in sharp contrast to the weather, Western adage about sticks and stones not hurting, Judaism looks very gravely upon the misuse of speech. Our tradition teaches that Lashon HaRa can destroy many lives, even unintentionally in one fell swoop. The person speaking, the person spoken about, and the person spoken to. Let's look at why. The person speaking, although you briefly become the center of attention when you dish out a juicy piece of gossip, in the long run, people start mistrusting you. Gee, I wonder what she says about me when I'm not around. People don't, tr- go- don't trust gossips and will avoid confiding in you. In the end, you're killing your own reputation. Furthermore, because you are misusing the gift of speech that God gave you, you are lessened by his eyes. The person spoken about, the person under discussion, of course, being killed in everyone's eyes. Whether the information is true or false, whether true or false, it is hard to take back. Demophoretary word, I can't pronounce that word. Already spoken to or undone, the character assassination already committed. That person's reputation is forever blemished. The person spoken to, interestingly, this is the person who is the most gullible, even though she, he is seemingly the innocent one. All she, he did was listen. 
But the Talmud says that listening to Lashon Ra is even worse than speaking it. The person who had the power to stop it and didn't. Now the transgression is complete, even to the listener. Exceptions to the rule. Of course, there are times we are all owed to speak a share of negative information about others. In fact, there are times where it is an obligation to do so. When a friend is about to become financially involved with a person we know to be unethical, or seriously dating a person we know to be abusive or otherwise unsuitable, or when a child has information that will prevent harm from occurring. Or when a child has information that will prevent harm from occurring. Common fallacies. Beware of the excuses children and adults often use for speaking Lashon Hara. But it's true! In bullet point one, Lashon Hara specifically refers to sharing der der derogatory information when it is true. Spreading vicious lies is far worse. But still, when it's true, also not should be said. Even she were, even if she were here, I would say it to her face. Maybe you would, and maybe you wouldn't. In any case, it is still forbidden, whether they're in your face or not. Everybody, the point three bullet point. <clears throat> Everyone knows about it. Does this justify you adding fuel to the fire? The fire rises. Even if it is on the front page of the newspaper, you are still forbidden to speak about it. Alright, and then it goes over some par parenting tools, and the teach and it says in the beginning before one through s before the parenting tools, it says teaching our children to avoid speaking like shon hara takes a con concerted effort. Experiment with the following tools one through eight, and that was about the article from Aisha's article about lashon hara. Okay, so all right, um, there's gonna be let me see at least. Um, two more links. Yes, I believe just the two more. Just let me make sure. One there. One, wait, no, wait a sec. Actually, wait a sec. Let me just see how many I've done so far. Alright, hold on. Just give me a moment to see where we're at. Mm -hmm, that's just a page of definition there. Okay. Alright, I did... Uh, Wikipedia, MyJewishLearning.com, JewishVirtualLibrary.org, Torah.org, Chabad... And H. So that's one. That's one, two, three. That's one, two, three, four, five, and six. And what's left is still. There's a seven or eight left, maybe nine. No, wait, let me see what this one is. Hold on. There's seven. There's at least two links left, if not three. So let me just see. Alright, I'm trying to open. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'll do these. Actually, I'll do three instead of two, but this, especially the latter two. All right. At this time, we're about 45 minutes in, and my podcast don't let me run past 55 minutes uh, for whatever reason that is. So to not make it at 55, um, we have two or three more links to go through. I went through the first one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, wait, one, two, three four five six i went through the first six links but there's still six seven or eight or six seven depending on how, whether i do two or three links um again it's going to cut me off at 55 we are now 46 minutes in so this is going to come in two parts and this is a long thing for this first one but this will be titled something along the lines of lashon hara evil tongue or lashon hara evil speech or something along those lines and this is part one of Lashon Hara and we're going to stop here to further discuss this, this important serious deep topic 
that needs to be on the record for everybody to know the whole anybody who listens and anybody you want to share this important information about this subject we're going to go into more details with the next pages so at this time I'm going to conclude part one of this discussion of Lashon HaRa um, evil speech evil tongue all that of nature negative speech about other people and say one last little thing to end part one and that is everybody dance and have a good time one more time everybody dance and have a good time this is millennial man motions entertainment signing out